Episode 85 of the Moose and Runes podcast. A club dub edition. A club, a club dub edition. A Kings of the North edition. All things said, a NFC North championship for the Chicago Bears. The playoff-bound Chicago Bears. Matt, the the glow uh, on me right now, it continues. I literally got chills. Off. I got chills when you said the NFC North championship. Right? Like that is, it's... It's almost always, still surreal. Like, remember when we started this podcast eighty-five short weeks ago, where this yeah. team was and how like yeah. we were, we we've were, yelled, we, we've we were screamed. defeated. We've yelled, we've screamed, we've fought, <laughs> we've argued, we haven't talked to each other for weeks. But now we're NFC North champions. It's all come together. We're and here. I'm hoping we're back. You know, I've been joking about how the Bears are hashtag back for a year are? and a half now. They're actually hashtag back, Joe. Now the Bears one are back. of my. I didn't want to go cautionary right off the bat, but my cautious optimism in this case is just with the parody of the NFL. You see how fast teams fall from grace. It is harder to make a jump like the Bears did from worst to first in the division the way they did in 365 days time. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to fall off. So yeah. enjoy this. Let's enjoy this. Bears I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars have- are the perfect example of that. We thought they were here to stay for a long exactly. time. Now look where we have are. a great young core. I think that we could be good for a really long time. It's all beautiful and pointing in the right direction. Let's enjoy this one before we start talking about hashtag back hashtag future. Let's, you know, I'm, I'm just getting comfortable saying that this is a team. Uh, let's enjoy that this ride. Catches, exactly. I'm, I'm just getting comfortable saying that this is a team getting to the point where if they do play well for a stretch of time, they're the team to beat. They could go to, and I'm going to say the word for the first time, the Super Bowl. There's, um, I, I'm I don't not know saying, if we're, I, I don't know if the Bears are right reasons if we're allowed to say Super Bowl, the big game, uh, Joe, the big game bound. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think our say. podcast is big enough to attract copyright. <laughs> we haven't, uh, we haven't gotten to the FCC uh, yet. Not, not yet, but when we get there, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, do I think they're going to get there? Probably not, but they're playing as well as anybody in the NFC right now, and they absolutely can. There's no yep. reason why this team cannot go through the N- NFC and win the, get to the Super Bowl. I don't. I mean, they're, they're not going to have home field, which uh, the Saints coming back and winning last night yeah. pretty much assured them yep. that's not going to happen. But still, there's no team this this Bears team can't go on the road and, and compete with and, and beat with that defense. Defense and run game travels, and that's what they've been doing the last few weeks. Yeah, Van Pelt did a thing last night, a uh, big segment, just about like kind of across the NFL and his his question. He goes, at this time of the year, what I look for is who do I trust the most? Uh, who can I trust in the playoffs? He's like, I don't trust anyone in this league, and that's why parody's so fantastic and at an all-time high right now. But he was saying like, 
his knock on the Bears was was the Bears are the mirror image of the of the Kansas City Chiefs. He really loves the defensive side of the ball. The Bears really loves the offense of the Chiefs. The opposing side of the ball is what scares him with both of those teams, but it's two of the bigger teams that he trusts. And I get what he, where he's going with that, but I contend that the offense has been, you know, and, uh, the biggest surprise. Yes, the defense has been dominant, but I, I think the Bears' offense that. is better than the Chiefs' defense. If that, in, yes, obviously if the, the you know, defense if you can is strength quantify, team, If you can quantify those, I, I'm sure you can look at points per game, points allowed per game. But I, I, I would agree with you in that vein that, you know, not only – it hasn't been the picture of consistency, but when it's going, it's going, and they can drive the football down the field. I, I told I mean, every time they've really needed a big drive this year, Granted, Mitch hasn't had to do it coming from behind much. But every time they've needed a big drive, he's taken them down the field and put them in a position to score. I, I, last week or last week against Green Bay, he did it twice, obviously, yep. which we can get into. Matt Nagy decided to go to with, the, with the wild card with the wild hated, with that. Hated that decision. You know, I hated it too. And, and if you're going to fourth and two, if you're going to run a fake punt, let's get a little more creative than just going right up the middle or, or whatever. Maybe that's not on him. But if if you're going to if you're gonna love the 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 freezer left and you know the the Santa sleigh and all that stuff, you're gonna have to take the good with the bad with Matt Nagy. That's just who no. he is. Especially no, 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 in the no. first and, year, and I've heard that, first I've heard year, that that's argument. the stuff we're going to have to deal with until he I've, learns. I've the heard big that argument. That's great, but situational football on fourth and two doesn't say have Tariq Cohen getting the snap. It just doesn't. I don't prescribe to the fact that we have to let him be some mad scientist to get the good out of him. Bullshit. I think in the like, first I, year I, you're going to take – this is a first-year – he's a first-year head coach, really a first-year play caller because he only did it the last half of last you know, last season. And even then he had be Andy better Reed than kind that, of veto. 100% and of you know, the time. I, I would hope that now he's done some of that stuff. He's, he's had this kind of year, and he'll use examples like that to learn from. Maybe like, hey, you know, third and one, my quarterback's got me here. Let's My quarterback – is arguably my best running back right now. Let's have that weapon on the field. But nonetheless, what I was getting at is Mitch twice on Sunday in the fourth quarter in a tie ball game, took the bears downfield, put them in a position to score. And this is, I'm not saying I want to preface this by saying, I am not saying Mitch Trubisky is Aaron Rodgers or will ever be Aaron Rodgers. But on Sunday he outplayed Aaron Rodgers. And I don't people want to say, Oh, Aaron Rodgers tweaked his groin or whatever. He was hurt. Aaron Rodgers is missing open receivers on deep balls doing stuff. I, I don't see him do very often. He played a bad football game. And Mitch Trubisky was doing things in the pocket with his escapability. I, I remember the, this is one of the first things we talked about earlier this year is that the great ones seem to have kind of the eyes in the back of their head to avoid the rush. And I distinctly mm-hmm. remember both of us kind of talking about how Mitch needs to develop that. Mitch doesn't have that yet. I saw sp- uh, several different examples on Sunday of, of him having that, him, ha- him, ha- him having developed just that escaping the pocket, eluding pressure. And then one, uh, one instance he ran for 10, picked up the first down another, he threw across his body, perfect ball to Shaheen open for a first down. So we're, we're seeing that. It's not a product of happy feet either, because that no. is that is what we saw in Mitch mm-hmm. last season. Was he'd either be flat footed and flat footed earlier this year? He'd be flat footed, not feel the rush, or he'd be happy feet and get out, getting out of a clean pocket. His feel for the pocket has gotten a lot better. I will give that to him. And you know, he drives a big time throw. That's a tough throw to make. That. 2017 20 yard out on time to mm-hmm. Burton for the touchdown. A um, couple other big throws in there. He didn't have, I, I can't really remember any of the glaring overthrows. No. Um, but as, as you said, Rogers had about four glaring overthrows and they were on wide open deep balls, balls he usually hits. We could have been down by two, three touchdowns at certain points in that football game if Aaron Rodgers was executing. Um, he wasn't, though. And uh, I don't think that'll be. A constant. I think you see a you see a effect of Aaron Rodgers again next year, barring any injury. But um, yeah, it was it was a bizarro world. I, mean, I think a, a lot of that world had to do with because the we've been. Again, yeah, honestly, it, yeah, it, it absolutely did. It can't go without saying the uh, dominance of that defensive line and that front seven once again. Um, the blitzes are so nuanced that they're not showing uh, Roquan will come a half second late and come off free. Uh, he's so down fast. Into the middle. You can watch that front seven all day. And it's not to discredit what the back end is doing, but it's a lot of fun to watch them collapse a pocket. And um, Khalil Mack's back sack will go down in history. Uh, that was, that was uh, I think, it worked. They were joking around calling it the fanny pack sack. Uh, they the using an explicit word that I may, I don't know if I could say in the podcast since we don't have the explicit tag, Joe, but 
I did um, say BS like a minute and a half ago. That's so true. Go for the, it. the ass sack. Um, yeah, sack. That yeah. Was, it doesn't rhyme, but it had a nice ring to it. A little alliteration uh, there. Pause. Pause. Sure. Shame on you. Go on. Well, why, why? I just had to shame you for swearing. Oh, that's fair. Shame. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was uh, a very Game of Thrones theme. Going hey, well, on you right. know what? We're the kings of the north, Joe. We might as well start. Uh, you know that we are. You know, that keep, we are. Keeping that theme going I, here as long I as know we possibly can. I know we've talked about it, but like. I want you to scale it for me. Like, where sure. are you at on Club Dub? Uh, one to ten. I, ten. I, I love it. You're, you're all uh, in I got Because, quite honestly, if you were on that football team, wouldn't you love it? That, oh, my that, God. That, that's all I care about. You know, I, like, thinking outside, about, maybe I was they, thinking about it. I would love it, but there would be guys. I'm sure out of frame are, like, guys that are like, taking off their tape that that's okay. swag like, surfing and club dub. those guys don't have to like, but that, like that's okay and i don't think anybody in that locker room if you, you see somebody not jumping around dancing you see somebody just kind of taking their tape off it's more of a quiet guy i don't think anybody would criticize yeah. that granted like i was no one I, more, I'm, I'm i was one of the most quiet guys in the locker room joe if but if we had something uh-huh. like that in college i would have been right in there with everybody so i think stuff stuff like that has after a big win like that, I don't see any way where oh, yeah. you wouldn't be one of the 53 it's, in the middle jumping around going nuts. It's fantastic. It's like a nice little moniker that they can all rally around. And it's the perfect signal that the Bears are fun again because the Bears haven't been fun in forever. And not only on the field, but off the field. It was turmoil through the Cutler era. It was always a negative slant. Um, Brandon Marshall, while he did bring highlights, he brought up a lot of turmoil. It, it hasn't been... There isn't the that post, dark cloud. The post, there, there's nothing I, I hate like to, that. I hate, I hate to even say his name on this podcast, but the post-lovey era, the post-lovey transition so you just didn't go well. I either of no. I mean, I love Lovey for bringing <laughs> us to a Super Bowl, but it lasted too long and whatever. Let's not get into that. But the post Lovey transition was was a very unceremonious one, and yeah, to get the Bears back to a fun place where they're the cool team, it, it's good. It's good stuff. I mean, they, what's they don't even have a starter over the age of thirty? I think at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I think I've heard that's that. That's just it's absolutely nuts. But I, I got to ask you, how how nervous were you when Aaron Rodgers picked up that two point conversion on Sunday? Because it was fourteen three at half. We were all feeling, you know, pretty good. I was nervous, but I even not. said it to my dad. I, I I said it to my dad when we we always debrief after the game whenever we have a little time. And yeah. he says ridiculous things, and sometimes I bring them here. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> That's okay. Uh, it's for the good of the pod. Um, but I even said to him, you know, at no point. Did I not feel like the Bears were going to win that game? Yes, it was tense. There were moments where it could have gone either way, but I always felt like it was their game to lose. Let's just not watch them lose it. Mm-hmm. And I also did have layered levels of nerves with fantasy and, and maybe um, a, a wager or two. Who knows? Um, I, there've been, there've been tears of like what I'm rooting for and why I'm freaking out. Yeah. The bears were somewhere in the middle of that list because I did feel confident about them on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it's, I've never really had this feeling of like, even in the, the year they went to the Super Bowl, like you knew that defense was good, but you always knew the offense was kind of a ticking time, Bob. And I think you, you're still always kind of uh, nervous. Okay, but yeah, you're I'm waiting not, for something defensive. I'm not letting our offense off the, I'm not letting our offense. I'm off not the saying our offense is great, but I'm saying uh, I have a lot more confidence in this offense than any bears offense. I think I can ever remember. And I, I don't think it can be, sorry, I'm chewing ice right now. That's, That's okay. So Jim. not good for yeah, radio. It's great for the podcast. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of that credit, not not only to Matt Nagy and to Mitch, but the versatility of Tariq Cohen and 100%. his emergence in year two has taken this offense to another level. And maybe it's taken a little bit away from Jordan Howard, but that's not the team. We've had that conversation before. That's not the team we are right now. We are not the handed to Jordan Howard 25 times team. No. And I'm so glad that we're not. And, you know, Jordan Howard was as effective in the first quarter against Green Bay as we've seen him all season. Let's see two, three, four quarters mm-hmm. of that, you know. And I know it's hard to get into a groove when you have a guy like Tariq who's getting a touch. He's averaging probably a touch per possession, um, if not more. And it's going well. Uh, you can line him up at receiver. You can motion him through the backfield. You motion him into the backfield, out of the backfield. He's he's the reason that this offense is going, and and I, and I think it's safe to say that. No, hundred percent. He is the the X factor, I guess. If that's he is what he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink offensively. But in, in defense, I don't want to say defensive Jordan Howard because he didn't rip him or anything there. But 
he's not the 20, 25 carry back, but the last two or three weeks, he's done more than he's probably done in any game earlier on in the year. And he's mm-hmm. taken more of it. He, he's taken a bigger role in this offense. It almost seems like he is getting a, little, a few more carries here and there. I think he had 19 against the Packers, which isn't what he's, he's you know used to getting in seasons past, but that's still a solid amount of carries. He he's, seems to be learning how to play with less touches and kind of figure that out. It's, it's 60 yards, which isn't great, but he busted off that big touchdown run, and he seems to be more of a focal point, more effective in his role in the offense. Maybe he's learning that a little bit more. Yeah, and I, he looked explosive again on Sunday, and a couple weeks in, in a couple weeks past, he didn't look right. And whether I, I don't think it was an effort thing. I never think it's an effort thing. These are professional athletes. I mean, you can obviously see when a guy's mailing it in. I mm-hmm. don't think that's the case at all with Jordan Howard. I think he might have been dinged. I know he really he wasn't on injury reports, if I remember correctly. But you know, guys get stuff here, get stuff there. You're a running back. Todd Gurley got pulled for um, for two, three series coming out of the halftime with fluid on his knee. Like mm-hmm. it's it's week fifteen in the NFL. Nobody's healthy. Your job, your job. Yeah, but especially running backs. Mm-hmm. Your job is to get three yards and murdered. That's essentially what you're doing. Um, it's it's attrition, and I think he looked health, the healthiest that I've seen him in a while on Sunday as well. Another guy for me that stood out on Sunday, I know a lot of people have talked about his performance, was, was Leonard Floyd. Um, oh, he took absolutely. a lot of crap from us early on in the year, and rightfully so. Uh, I know he had the thing on his hand, but he wasn't playing well at all with that thing on his hand. And it's tough as a defensive end, a pass rusher, especially when you only got one mm-hmm. hand, but still. And then even when that came off, it seemed like his hand wasn't totally healthy. The last few weeks, and especially this one, he is absolutely taken advantage of being opposite Khalil Mack. And he is uh, second on the team in tackles with six, just behind Roquan, who had seven solo tackles. He had two sacks, both tackles for loss, hit the QB three times. So he, he's a guy who, if the Bears are going to make a run in the Super Bowl, can't just be Khalil Mack. They, they need a guy on the opposite edge, and, and Leonard Floyd's proving to be the guy we hoped he might be uh, early on in this year. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Um, and the athleticism there is out of this world. It's top end. He does still worry me how slight he is, how slender he is, because those guys have a history of, you know, going down with serious ones. And yeah. he already has. And I just want to see him come back next season 10, 15 pounds heavier. I don't want him to lose speed. I know I'm asking some things of him here. Um, but uh, just for durability's sake, he's, he just seems like one of those guys who can't put weight on, you know, one of those Even if he is skinny, one of those guys, athletes. he might just be one of those guys, though, who's kind of played at this weight forever, kind of knows mm-hmm. how to do it. I mean, he was this weight at Georgia, and he was playing middle linebacker. It, mm-hmm. He wasn't always on the edge. He was kind of a rope yeah. linebacker. He played in the middle sometimes, and he stayed high. I, I know college is a different game from the pros, but you're yeah. playing in the SEC, that's the next closest thing, and you know, he, he seemed to do alright, seemed to stay healthy there, so I, I'm with you. I, ideally, I'd like to see him put on 10, 15 pounds, but I mean, the injuries he's had, Joe, have pretty much been he, – he had the concussion yeah. and he's had the hand, which aren't really exactly like injuries you – He didn't have we, – we, we drafted him with something, right? Yeah, he sat out like all of preseason his rookie year. He might have had – He came was, in week two. I forget what it was. It was like a late like knee cleaning or something. It might have been like – it wasn't anything major, late or but something. yeah, it was yeah. some sort of minor knee issue, but I don't yeah. think it was anything. I, like, I, I think I mean, we're, we're getting off topic here. That he had a fantastic game on Sunday. Yes, if he can continue to do that and this defense, um, and I'll credit people where credits due. Um, Big pa- Big Cat has said it all season long that when you punt, it's not fear. When you punt, it's excitement no, that we, you get to watch this defense do something awesome again. Yeah, and like, that's a really, really cool feeling to have as a football fan. I get legitimately excited. Obviously, it's always fun to see your punter you know, pin a team within the five, but with, with this, it, yeah. it's usually more like, okay, that's cool, but now they're just probably not going to score. Now it's like, oh, I can't wait to see what this defense does. Like This defense yeah. is going to do something really cool. And a, a lot of the times, they end up doing that. And it's Again, we haven't had this type of feeling since... You know what, 06? Yeah. And uh, you said, pinning him inside the five. A couple nice punts by O'Donnell on Sunday. I, I, I haven't looked at his numbers at all this season because, you know, there's so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. But um, I, he's I a fine he's, punter. I think he's a fine punter. He's a fine punter. <laughs> I think, I think, but I think if you looked at his numbers, whatever the key stats are uh, inside the 10, inside the five, touchbacks, um, he's, I think he's progressed this season too. He's got a lot of work over the last three years, but. Uh, I think he's looked better this year too. Yeah. Punters, punters are people too. Punters, are, people punters too. Are, are. I like to 
equate them to more like, you know, fifth or sixth defenseman on a hockey team. Whereas like, if I'm not noticing you like specifically a lot, I, I don't feel myself calling you. That means you're probably doing a pretty good job. Bonus by yourself. If you, if you, okay, go ahead. Bonus. Could, could <laughs> buy yourself, Pat O'Donnell. Put Pat no, O'Donnell no, 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 no. Bonus by yourself. This is, no, this is going to be a broad brush. Okay. Bonus by yourself. Punters are better athletes than kickers. And I'm saying the criteria here, not only what they do on the football field, but you take them off the football field, put them in any arena. Joe, I, I buy that. Uh, I don't know if you remember coming out of the draft, Pat O'Donnell had that huge story about how much he could bench. I don't exactly remember what the story was, but he was like, he set like combine records for benching, might've been for punters or whatever, but he had some uh, insane benching numbers. And I, like, nice. this isn't a shot on kickers. I, I'm sure they're athletes too, but like you just, I feel like you see punters do more. You see punters actually like make big tackles. I feel like more sometimes, whereas Sebastian Janikowski the other day, I think oh, it was, was against the effort. Niners where he just kind of, that was an effort. Oh, wait, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with punters. I think they just kind of got to do a little bit more. I, I think so too. And anytime you have Steve Weatherford on your side of the argument, um, do you, do you follow? Do you know who Steve, he used to be the punter for the giants. He was with the giants for the super bowl. The um, names. I w- if you told me the names, Steve now, Weatherford, I would have told you an NFL punter. I need you to Google Steve Weatherford or look him up on Instagram. Cause this it's is great radio. Um, no, he's, he's, still Google. he's like a fitness. Oh, wow. Freak. Yeah. On the cover of Muscle and Fitness, Joe. Like he's he's he was voted the most fit man in the NFL his like last year in the league or something like that. He's a putter. Um, I think we've gotten a bit off topic here. Good for him, but <laughs> uh, Matt, I, we could gush about the Bears all day with, and punters, with a NFC North title and punters. Um, but uh, there's there's a lot still to be done, and I think that this group knows that. Matt Nagy knows that. I'm starting to say Nagy too. I changed from Nagy. That's to all right. Nagy I'm kind of still. I, I just kind of say whatever comes to me. I don't. Really I heard him. Set. I'm not saying Mitchell though. I'm still not saying. Oh, Mitchell. it's Mitchell. Um, It'll always be Mitch. It, it's Mitch. Um, but uh, it's Chicago. Your name's Mitch. Speaking, I said it before. I'll say it again. One last Mitch note before we move on here, and again, mm-hmm. this means nothing for the future because you're only as good as your last game and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. he was what he finished twenty of twenty eight, right for two hundred thirty five yards. With about 19 minutes left in the game, so four minutes left in the in the in the third quarter, he was 14 mm-hmm. of 22. He went eight for his last. Yeah. Eight. There were a couple penalties here and there that, that he threw in completions on, but That's there were defensive key. penalties. He went eight for his last eight in the last 19 minutes of the ball game with a touchdown and didn't turn the ball over. That's and now uh, you extrapolate that over four quarters. We're cooking with gas, so yeah. we just need to see that. For four and exactly, yeah. and. It, the, the whole he doesn't do it down the stretch. We haven't seen him do it down the stretch again. He hasn't had to come from behind yet, but that's a really nice indicator yeah. for me. So There's going to be a lot of firsts for Mitch still. He's a second-year quarterback. who This is his first full season, and you know we were we were warned of it before the selection. We, we knew that this was a project, and uh, for, for all things considered, winning a division year two of – Year one of a new head coach, year two of a new quarterback. It's mm-hmm. it, it's moving along quite nicely. I think yeah. it's hard to be it's hard to be patient when you're in it and when, when you're when it's going poorly. But when things are going well and there's a vision of the future, you can get a little macro. And I think that the Bears are in a really good spot right now, one of the best spots league wide. And they're not really in cap hell by any means. I know that has no. a lot to do with where the quarterback is and what he's being paid. But they're That's, not like you got four years of that. Yeah, Matt Max salary jumps up next year, but. They're not, by any means, you know, cap strapped next year when things roll around. No. Um, as I said, Matt, we could gush all day, and then we did there for an extra three minutes. I but, love uh, it. Let's, We're the North Champs. We don't do that a lot. <laughs> we are. We are the North Champs. It's nice to say. We, I, I took a moment on, uh, on our sports extra, our half hour, our sports special on Sundays. Yeah. We'll do – we'll lead the show, either Raiders or Niners, whoever's got – the storyline. We'll, we'll lead the show with that. We'll go into the next one, and then we whip it around the league for some quick, like, three-play highlights in, in, in the business. Just just a three-play hitter. And then we'll, we'll, we'll whittle down to a couple down to a two-play for garbage games. But we get all the highlights of the early games in there. I obviously made a point to put a little intro and then call the Bears highlight. And at the tail end of the highlight, it, it, I said, now, now give me a second here. It's been a while since I've said this. The Bears are the NFC champions and are playoff bound. And it, it just felt good to say it to a congregation. It does. To put it out there that uh, we're winners again, that we are winners again. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, Matt, let's whip around the league. Why don't you give me a little music? It was a fantastic weekend 
in the NFL. We lead things off on a Thursday night with the Chargers and the Chiefs. A great game, 29-28. Philly Rivers, usually the part point of the season where he folds or his teammates don't come through, leads a drive down the field and then goes for two, beats the Chiefs 29-28. Lip Rivers, I kind think he's for real. Kind of looked like he was going to fold the, the way that game was going early on and then down the stretch, yep. he just he flipped a switch and that two-point conversion, I don't think I've ever seen a receiver more open. God, I hate watching him throw the football. Texans and it. Jets. Texans and you know Jets. What he looks like? You know, you see, have you seen the movie uh, Rookie of the Year? With, you know, the Cubs, the kid who goes to yes, the Cubs. Yes, when he's yard. trying to throw it first. He, no, he looks like, I don't know if you remember, like the old ace who doesn't have it anymore. Philip Rivers looks like Chet Stedman trying to just like kind of like launch a ball oh, into no. the so that's it. But he's still doing it. It's like he's still got one last throw in. Philip Rivers on. looks like Smalls when he's learning how to play baseball. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Texans and Jets. Texans win 29-22. Way too good of a cover. game. A backdoor cover. Uh, Sam Darnold, probably is cool. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of them, but you usually are watching a montage of interceptions. The cleanest game that he's played to keep them in that game, but the Texans come through. Deshaun Watson throws a 14-yard touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins, who I believe had like a buck 70. Um, just yeah. tore it up. Uh, had a nice deep ball grab. But uh, It's good to see Saturday hero. football again, isn't it? Like, not a Saturday pro football. Obviously, I miss college football, but it's nice that they can I like it. Void yeah, I like pro football on Saturday, games. but I don't need a full slate. One or two games. Exactly. That's, which is, that's all I really which need. Is, which is what we have. Browns and Broncos, 17-16. The Browns win. They go from zero wins to six wins. They could lose out, and they've already, um, uh, I don't know what the percentage increase on that of zero is. Greg Williams has more wins. I think you could do math on that. Greg Williams has more wins in five weeks than Hugh Jackson had in two years. Four and two in the Greg Williams era, uh, making a good case for that head coaching job. I don't know if... He'll get an interview. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're there yet with kind of like welcoming Greg Williams back into the good graces of the NFL. Uh, you know, he's, he's sure been a defensive a, coordinator for a while, so he's, he's, yeah, and he's sure doing a darn good job right now. I yeah. think that um, a big part when you're trying to like get something from nothing, and I'm not saying that the that the Browns are nothing. I think they have a very good roster, but they were nothing. Bottom feeders couldn't win a game. When you're trying to get something from nothing, belief is the biggest thing, and if you got. I don't think there's a better guy than Greg Williams to get belief, you know, get if you have 53 guys. Yeah. If you have 53 guys in that room that believe in Greg Williams, sign him to a, to a nice contract. I think that's, uh, um, you don't want to have them, but you got to then get an offensive coach in there for Baker. Lot still needs to be done in Cleveland Packers and bears. We know what happened. There's, we know what happened there. The, the Bears, Bears won the NFC North in that one. <laughs> Bears won the NFC North, long story short. Cardinals and Falcons. Uh, Falcons hang a 40 spot on the Cardinals. It's the best the Cardinals have looked in a long time and the worst, or best of Falcons. Fal- oh, maybe the best the Cardinals have looked too. Yes, no, no, it was not. Best the Falcons have looked in a long time. The worst the Cardinals have looked in a long time. I think they gave up like seven and a half sacks. Um, I'm going to be just, honest with you, Joe. I was, I was on a flight home from, from the West Coast around this time. And, uh, uh-huh. Shout out Parker Carroll, by the way, who pretty much texted me bears updates just about every other play oh uh, no very, very nice football on I, Sunday? Uh, you know I, I i tried to stream it as best i could i got a couple plays here and there but now i had to fly home get home for a, a family christmas there I, now i watched all of the no bears wi-fi I, I had the wi-fi but it wasn't getting the like it wasn't strong enough to bring me a stream through so i wasn't able to yeah. watch i watched Air, the entirety of the bears i'm selling airplane wi-fi like it's 2018 i know the plane is from 1986 but put a new get, router get, in get there. me some how streaming how about that like we should have or strong enough for Wi-Fi where I can have, where I can use a streaming service. Spirit Airlines, maybe just an Ethernet cable that comes out okay, well, of the chair in front of you. I don't. Fly. Let me plug in. We'll I plug fly. in. We don't fly Spirit. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I know. Uh, what are you? You United man? American I'm more of a man? Southwest guy. Uh, Southwest. I, I, okay. I like South- Midway guy. I, I love Midway. It's the best airport uh, in the city. It's not even close. Uh, no. Oh my. You're speaking oh, to someone. Stinks. My father worked at O'Hare Airport for 35 well, years. Oh, your father, O'Hare, I'm sure, did a great job. The city of Chicago at yeah, O'Hare okay. Airport so, no, put here, me through school. Say. Here's what I'll change. I, at O'Hare, the airport itself does not stink. Getting to and from O'Hare stinks. There's okay. not a good way to get there from the city. No, now there is. 294 back. North. Oh, Jump on 294. It's still not good. Maybe it's don't fly bad. out at 5 o'clock, man. Mid- midway, I get there. I, don't, I didn't fly out at 5 o'clock. I flew out first thing in the morning. Well, don't fly fly out at noon. No, Joe. Rush because then no, no, because then there no. You don't do. You don't fly out at noon. I'm getting somewhere. I want to get somewhere. I go in the morning. Give me a break. 
give me a break. What do you got to do? I don't remember. Lions and Bills. Bills win 14 13. <laughs> Please, when you edit this, keep the NFL music under that. Oh, that's not good. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Bills and Lions. Edit out. Uh, Bills win 14 13. Josh Allen is a running quarterback. The Lions are just dead. Raiders and Bengals. Bengals win 30 16. I watched this one, unfortunately. Um, neither team looked good. Joe Mixon ran the football. That's essentially how I'll that take your out. word for it. Cowboys and Colts. Colts win 23 to nothing. The Cowboys first shut out in like 15 years or something like that. You got the best running back in the league. You got the hottest receiver in the league in the last six weeks. How do you score zero points? Those Colts, the, man, uh, they're, they're not to the extent of the Bears, but they're coming on a little bit a year earlier, I think, than everybody expected. I, I think they mm-hmm. were, when luck got back and healthy, obviously people expected good things from them, but I don't think this quickly. Both sides of the ball, they're, they're – their front five on offense, their front seven on defense, young and, and looking good. The way we talk about Tariq Cohen, what, what he's done with the Bears offense, Marlon Mack, definitely mm-hmm. a different type of player, more of a between the tackles guy, but an early emergence, maybe a bit of a surprise on a name that you wouldn't have expected to. If Andrew ago. Luck's healthy, they can beat anybody in the AFC, especially with how, yeah. you know, it's down this year. They can beat anybody. Dolphins and Vikings. I think the Finns were still hung over from the Miami Miracle. Vikings win 41-17, keeping their slim playoff hopes alive. Not their slim playoff hopes. They're currently well, they're, 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 uh, they're currently one of the wild cards. They're so the leaders in their the playoff hopes for that last, uh, that, that last. And I'd like I, I, would, I wouldn't love to see them a third time this season. Not no, that I'm I don't afraid so of either. them, but I think there are better options, uh, better it's, it's easier never, ways for that to play out. It's never a good idea to face a team three times in a season, especially yeah. you know if, if you beat them already. It, you know this is. Week 17 is kind of a, a no-win scenario for the Bears, unless they have a chance to knock them out. If you have a chance to knock them out, I think you go do it. But mm-hmm. you either you know beat a team again, and it's hard to beat a team three times in the same year, or you know you kind of don't, and then they think like, oh, they didn't take us seriously in week 17. Now we're gonna you know have extra motivation going to the playoffs. It, it's it's not a good recipe, but that's who it looks like we're getting in the first round. Absolutely, Titans and Giants. Titans win 17 nothing. Giants get blanked. Didn't see much of this game. Just saw that Saquon Barkley had his worst fantasy output for me probably all season. And Derrick Henry, so how thanks. about that? 170 yards on the ground. He's, uh, yeah, he's having no a nice little end of the year. Him. Yeah, he's having a nice little couple weeks. It's Heisman season, and that's when Derrick Henry turns it out. That's, that's right. Uh, I think, that's gotta be I it. think he's just a big December guy. Mm-hmm. Big, big, big uh, late November, early December it's Those guy. Bama boys. Skins Jaguars 16 to 13. Jaguars fall to 4 and 10. Ouchie. Not um, only did I not see, see a any second of this, of this game, I didn't even see a second of a highlight of this game. That said, how do you lose to Josh Johnson <laughs> at home in the NFL? Josh Johnson was the first pick in that new AFL League or Alliance of American Football League, and he's winning an NFL game. That just shouldn't happen. Go get him, Josh Johnson. Some, somehow, hey, Josh Johnson, try and win out the rest of the year, and then we'll, we'll go to Soldier Field the first round of the playoffs. See how that works out. Buccaneers versus Ravens. Ravens win 20-12. to 12. Lamar Jackson now 4-1 and one as a starter. Last week was the first week that Flacco was uh, publicly cleared of all injury and still was on the bench. So I think uh, January Joe finds a new home next year, and uh, we're now in the Lamar Jackson era. Yeah, I mean, games. he's still needs some, you know, has some developing to do, but he takes care of the football and holds on. I mean, they, they run these long drives, they run the ball well, they, they chew yeah. up the clock and turn things over to that good defense. It's a lot like Sneaky. the Bears to an extent, but probably less on offense. Sneaky winner in this situation, uh, RG three, who will likely be their backup. Their backup, next season. Yeah. It just, it just they they play as some. You don't have to change much in your playbook. Um, RG three cash and checks. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. There you go. Seahawks and 49ers. 49ers win in overtime on who else? A Robbie Gold field goal. Good as gold. I have watched him split the uprights without fail. I think he missed one extra point and like women and children were seen crying in the stands. Like he's just still so amazing. I, I, just, I wonder what happened to him during that stretch I, here because there was, yeah, like, he know. was for that, you know, last what was eight weeks of the year, like second half of that season. He was terrible. He couldn't still, get anything. No, he couldn't. And, and kickers go through that like golfers do and he's a yeah. golfer too so he probably went through it a little harder um, mentally than other guys do um, but he's he's timeless he's the second most accurate kicker in NFL history he will continue to put up numbers he's still great 
It's a game winner on Sunday. The 49ers beat the Seahawks for the first time in 10 tries. They had not beat the Seahawks since 20, since December of 2013. Um, so a big win there for the Niners and for Richard Sherman. If you haven't seen it and you have any interest or you're a Richard Sherman fan, the Niners put out um, a, a nice... Uh, like post game not it wasn't club dub but it was them going crazy with Richard Sherman post game in the locker room it was good stuff there you go Patriots and Steelers uh, this was a terrible football game but a great finish 17 to 10 uh, the Steelers win by default neither of these teams looks very good no Steelers uh, I, needed it though I went on uh, local radio here in Sacramento a couple weeks ago and we were talking about our top four teams, and I still have the audacity to put uh, New England up there. I said, you know, it's December. This is what they do in December. They win football games. Uh, they've proceeded to go one and two uh, in, in December. This and is the year, though, if you're going to have a down year in the AFC, it seems like this is the year where New England might still be able to skate by come playoff time simply because, like, I, I know the Chiefs look great early on, but the last few weeks the Chiefs are starting to look a little bit more human. There really isn't that dominant AFC team that, you know, you look like, like, can't be no beaters. one wants to believe in the yeah. Chargers. Uh, no one's fired. The, the Chargers are the one team that's firing on all cylinders, but yeah. even then, like, they you can get them. I mean, they, they yeah. played a tough game with the Bengals a couple weeks. Like, you can Melvin still Gordon's get them. Melvin Gordon's not in the fold. That really changes things. Yeah. Um, so. But, uh, yeah, uh, I still wouldn't rule the Patriots out, as you said, but they just don't look good. Tom Brady doesn't look good. Gronk doesn't look good. The defense hasn't looked good in four years. They don't. Gronk look- looks old. Gronk looks old. I think we might see a Gronk retirement in the offseason, which is such a shame because, and I don't think this is an overstatement. We didn't, we weren't old enough to like really process it, but a very Bo Jackson career, not to play a different sport, but like kind of a flash in the pan, the the best best for a couple of years to ever do it for a really short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Gronk's already, I think, nipping on the heels of some guys in terms of records. His single seasons, he probably holds a few. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not what it was. That brace on his elbow seems to get bigger every week. Um, but he could be catching Super Bowl touchdowns. We, we don't know. We'll see him on the Wouldn't shock you. Uh, Eagles and Rams, 30-23. to 23. The Eagles keep their slim playoff hopes alive over not the Rams. Not dead yet. Not dead, can't quit, um, and the Rams look very human. Jared Goff has Did the Bears kill Jared Goff? I, I think that was. Uh, that I think was, the Bears uh, killed Jared Goff. The Bears might have killed Jared Goff and the Rams, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't get too crazy on that one either. I still think um, that they're. Did you Did you get to watch better. a lot of that game or most of it? Yeah, so I watched that, Honestly, it seemed like uh, like an Eagles home game almost. Like it there did. were so many Eagles fans, and they were like out traveled well. It you was, know, if, um, if we got to go on the road in the second round of the playoffs, I kind of hope it's there because Bears fans Chicago fans travel LA. pretty well. Invade we can take over LA. the Coliseum, Joe. That's right. That's right. We will storm the Coliseum in a yeah. Trojan horse. Yeah, we're, except we won't really a ton of different historical references. Yeah, we won't really like surprise them. But the and Trojans then the Monday night, the Monday night matchup where the under couldn't have been safer. Twelve to nine, the Saints beat the Panthers in a stinker that I had to watch with clenched fists the entire uh, night as I tried to uh, secure my my second of two trips to fantasy championships this year. Oh, please Again, tell me more a, about not your a, Not a talk about a fantasy guy. No, well, you, yeah, it's like the guy. third time you brought it up on this podcast. But so I won, kinda, a, won, a one and a half, won a one and a half point matchup against the brother-in-law wow, uh, yesterday in the family league. That. Yeah, well, I had to watch Christian McCaffrey oh, yeah, and I had fun. nobody. Oh, sure. And, you know, He's through the touchdown. Nuts. That was, yeah, that was essentially what I took away from the Saints family. Wow, cool. Okay, you done talking about fantasy? Yep, go for it. All right, cool. The Saints look human. Yeah. After after ten weeks of not looking human, looking unbeatable, the Saints look gettable at, at a time when just about everybody in the NFC they looks look, gettable, I, except I, I, I for go, the Bears. Go, Joe, that's what I'm saying. I would go as far as to say, isn't it? They don't not only look gettable and they look human, but they look bad. They've looked bad for the last three weeks. I think that. Uh, let me give me two seconds here, but I'm gonna see. They lost. Um, it's setting up for the beloved Joe. That's what they I'm scored saying. twelve points, twenty eight points, ten points. It hasn't been, and they scored twenty eight. Granted, those I think all three of those have been on the road, um, but 
he scored 28 points against the Bucks, and they looked terrible against the Bucks for about three quarters, and then kind of figured it out in the second half or late second half. But it was it's not the uh, throughout uh, no early November, late October, 48 points, 51 points, yeah. 45 points, 31 points, 30 points. They were you know they were lighting up scoreboards. They've they've defense definitely come back still to exists Earth. in the NFL, and especially in December. Uh, that is especially your NFL whip around. That is your NFL whip around. We have a, a couple other topics to get here t- to get to before we get to our segments. Uh, Matt, winter meetings in the books, but the talks continue. Uh, what are you hearing in terms of the Machado Harper sweepstakes? We know that Manny Machado was on the south side on Monday. Yeah, you know, uh, by all indications, Manny Machado had a very good meeting with the White Sox on Sunday. Did they uh, did they get him some of the local fare? Like, what, I would, what was, I would what hope was the sales pitch? I would hope there was a Johnny's Beef waiting for him. Okay, Johnny's Beaver, if you want like Park Fair, I knock out a couple brats and a churro, I think you sign the guy. I, I think that's, 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 the, that's the ideal. Uh, I they should have held the stadium now. Guaranteed rate field. Uh, they should have held the, right the meeting inside the craft cave and just let them, hey, you see those beer fridges? Why don't you go grab whatever you want here? It's all on, it's all onion, on the house. Beer. Bring, bring one yeah. of those hot dog brat stands down into there so you're cooking. You get the smell going in there. It's, <laughs> now, Manny, we can bring these to you in the sixth inning every day. Every day. Uh, for for 81 days out of this next There season. you go. It could be pretty good. Uh, but no, so, um, by all indications, he had a pretty good meeting. <laughs> Uh, okay. Bryce Harper stuff seems to have gone pretty silent after winter meetings, which I, I guess makes sense because you know he was in Vegas. I think that's though, everywhere though. And now they're separated. Yeah. Um, th- but th- I don't know that it seemed like Bryce was gonna you know a signing was imminent there wherever he was gonna go, and now it seems to be trending towards maybe Manny's gonna be the first one to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really sure. I I think last week when we talked, I had a much stronger feeling about Bryce Harper on the White Sox. Now I'm I'm starting to lean the other way. I think. If the Sox are going to get one of these two, it, it might be more of a, a Manny Machado possibility. But again, we'll see. Um, I, I still think they're very much in the running on both. Um, not necessarily sure they're the favorites, but they're they're still in the running and they're still going to be offering up some some big money for both. I think that Bryce knows where he's going right now, and I think that Bryce is one of the better businessmen in the MLB, and that's what we talk about where the the MLB lacks of Manafort calling out his best player. It's a conversation for another day. But I think uh, Bryce Harper's a good businessman. I think he knows where he's going. Bryce Harper is a large investor and uh, is the face of a up-and-coming hair and beard product. Oh, uh, is it based in Chicago? It's not. It's Damn. called Blind Barber. I'm not going conspiracy theory here. Oh, I was go. hoping you were. Um, it's called Blind Barber. They've been doing big ad pushes. They got billboards all over LA. I guess they're opening up actual shops too where they're going to cut hair or whatever. But this is his big thing. This is his Blaze Pizza, I guess, or something. I don't well, know. It's one of his business ventures. And they have billboards up all over the place that said, we signed him first, Blind Barber, whatever. And it's him looking all quaffed with like his beard and a big hair. The, the fact it's, that it's, this is going longer like it is, like you, and now that you say he's got It makes sense thing for like a marketing purpose. It does. And, uh, the, the longer that he went, you know, went to winter meetings, left without a signing, whatever, he still kind of, you know, whispers that you know, there's nothing really going on right now. Might, nothing might be imminent. imminent. I kind of think he's waiting for the Dodgers, see if the Dodgers can clear some cap because I think. I kind of think that's where he wants to be. I think he kind of wants to be Hollywood Bryce and, and kind of be out Hollywood there, especially his business out there. That, that's my gut feel. I'm not saying he's married to that. And, you know, he's only going there. But I do think he's giving the Dodgers a little bit extra time to see if they can't clear some cap space for him. Or not cap space, but you know, towards the luxury tax. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what also, happens. Also a very strong possibility, Matthew. Yeah. Um, we haven't heard much surrounding the, the North side. And the, the Cubs just signed a super utility guy, Daniel Descalso. Um, okay. Not, not like a major sign. I think it's like two years, five mil. He's just going to kind of be, you know, the new Tommy Lastella who probably bounces off. Yeah. And Descalso is going to Remind me, where's Descalso? I wanted he's to been, say Cleveland. He's one of those guys that's been be everywhere, wrong. right? Yeah. It's a name that I've heard a million times, but I couldn't tell you where he played last year. That's why I'm going to Google it now because it's great I'm radio. I'm Googling it. You talk to the people. No, you talk. Oh, uh, Arizona, it looks like. Yeah, Arizona. I beat you to it. I'm a faster Googler. Hey, Descalso was most recently in Arizona. Yeah, I'm a better Googler um, than you. We're going to say it. We're going to go to the baseball reference page. Can you You're say it? You're a better it? Googler than me. Thank you. You're better. I said it. No, he was I also you in Colorado. St. Louis is where we know the name from. He That's was with right. St. Louis 2010 to 2014. That's where he started his career. But yeah, it, it, something the Cubs needed, but again, nothing that's you know groundbreaking here. 
Yeah. Um, wouldn't surprise me if they come off the top rope and make a big signing still. No, I, 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 I think, I think that Theo likes to lay in the weeds a little bit. I think their big move might come via trade. I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure they still have the, the money towards the, the luxury tax to make that big signing. But I think if they can find someone to take on some salary, I think they might be trying to make a big trade. Something to keep an eye on. Matt, let's move on here. Uh, you, you hate, and I'm not saying you hate to see it in like the how people say it in jest these days. You actually hate to see Corey Crawford going down. With no, you really do concussion. hate to see that. Um, it looked bad. Just, I mean, it was it was your prototypical concussion. Two points of um, kind of the whiplash of, effect there too. Two points of contact and whiplash. It, we might not see him. Again, I, I, I really hope we do. But if this is a case where Corey Crawford's health is in question, the Hawks are so bad and they're going to be so bad that like, thank you so much for all that you've done, Corey, but we need to worry about your health here. Let's hang them up. No, I, I, I think there's a very strong possibility he's on long-term injury reserve for the rest of the year. And maybe, yeah, I, again, I don't know the severity of the concussion. They haven't really said anything. Maybe it's not as bad as, as we thought. I mean, I guess that's the fingers crossed at this point, but it, it did not look good. It looked like a pretty bad knock to the head. And like you said, had the whiplash effect in there. And, and if it's bad, it, I would advise him to hang up the skates. And I don't, honestly, I don't think he'd hesitate to, um, I don't think the Hawks would force him. You know, he, they, they'd have him retire. I think they'd let him you know, be on long-term injury for the rest of his contract, which I think has one more year after this one. And I'm I mean, not totally positive in one or two, but I, I think they the guy was out solid. for The guy was out, was for, out a year. for a year. And the guy was out for a year, year and a half. And what we know tell me, is... You can't tell me that that thought hasn't already crossed his mind. No, too. I mean, when, when he was interviewed at the beginning of the year, you, you saw, I'm, I'm sure you saw some of the video, you heard some of the sound. I mean, it sounded like he was just, you know, thankful to be back around the team not, mm-hmm. not even playing that you know from where he was at and i still think there was probably more than just a concussion last year i Absolutely. don't know what it was but i think there were more <clears throat> effects in there and and if this is an issue again he's got uh a kid i don't think he's got a girlfriend i mean that's his you, you got bigger things than hockey you've had, he's had a great career uh you know been the, the key in in two stanley cup wins if, if that's it for Corey, that's if, it's a sad moment but you, you can't blame the guy and i wouldn't be shocked if we decided to hang him up how many uh, now? Not to do like a post mortem already. No, um, but you think Corey Crawford's in the rafters? You know, it's, I think Corey Crawford's in the rafters. It's definitely those in the rafters. Don't happen without Corey Crawford. Uh, now, I know I, the rafters are reserved for guys who do it for like eras. Your Patrick Kane's, your Jonathan Tazes. He did this but for an era. I mean, do he, we do we go? Do we become the Yankees? Because if Corey Crawford's jersey's up there, Duncan Keith's is as well. Oh, and Duncan Keith's Dun- is up there no matter what. Duncan's already up there. But okay, then if because there Dunks are four, up I there. think there's four if locks Crow's, to be up there. If right Crow's now. up there, yeah, Kane, Taze, Kane, Dunks. Taze, Keith, and Hosa, I think are your four locks to go up there. Um, I think Marion Hosa absolutely is going up there. I so think Hosa's after that, Hosa's up there too. I, I think you're, you're two, Siebs up there. Or is Siebs, see, what I think will seems like you're Andy Pettit. He gets it I, later. I, what, like, what I think happens <laughs> is Siebs and Chelios go up at the same time on one banner. Yes, we don't have that Good. much space. No, but I mean they have they've done that before in the past. They have number three up there with uh, Pierre Pilat and Keith Magnuson. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's a very well because. In a, in my, Brent Seabrook's probably not, especially with the way his career is ending, probably not good enough to have a number up there. But when it's all said and done, he's going to have played the most games of any Blackhawks defenseman, most likely. He might end up playing the most games in Blackhawks history, mm-hmm. um, which is a record in itself. He, he's been a leader on three Stanley Cup teams. And you also have Chris Chalios in the organization who, while there's some bad blood there, was really, really good for a long time here. So I think that kind of kills two birds with one stone. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's... And, uh, a bridge uh, we're not gonna have to cross a little, but yes, I, I think right now I that would bridge might come towards... sooner. That bridge might come sooner rather than later, though, Matt, because with the way things are turned, the only way to get people in the building is Heritage Nights. We're, yeah. we're getting back to we're getting back to a Heritage Night era. I think we're entering yeah, again let's for not, a lot of people. It's still a fun sad. event. I still see people putting it up on Instagram that they're at games, but. It's a lot easier to get the tickets. It's a yeah. lot easier to get down. On oh, the I glass. know. I'm in charge. It's a lot of easier. I'm in charge of selling ours this year. It's they're they're not. It's a lot. And it's a lot harder to do that. They're not flying off the shelves like they used to. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh, I think uh, the the prevailing thought there is um, we're we're hoping the best for Corey Crawford. Yeah, definitely. And his his long term health, just as an individual, always always the key there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, we got to get into locks of the week. We're not going to really talk much NCAA football. Uh, it's got, we're we're in that dormant time right now. Uh, we're next a, week's podcast. We're going to hope we to get will, Phil on next week. It, we're not, yeah, not we're positive. Yeah, we're going to try and get Phil on. He's, we, we've had good luck bringing him on. Busy man. He's a busy man. We'll try and bring Phil on, and we we'll also will do our uh, our bowl selection in next week, which will be dropping sometime either before or after uh, Christmas. We're, yeah, we're still ho- figuring out. Holiday season's there. a busy time for the both it's of us, obviously. We're, we're traveling season. quite a bit. Joe, please don't sing again. We'll figure it out as soon as we know. We'll have it on social media for all of you. And I promise not to sing anymore. Matt, let's hit the people with our locks of the week. Yes, last week. Two victories coming out of the Moose and Runes podcast. Shout out so us. Maybe, maybe don't fade the kids. Maybe yeah, maybe this week you bring us know. back. So Matt currently sits at 1-0-1, a half-game lead over me at 1-1. and uh, I covered with the Bears, and Matt, you covered backdoor with... The Texans. The Texans. So a little backdoor cove cov there for Matt. Uh, give the people your pick this week. Joe, I'm going back to the college ranks. Uh, we, we were both going over the pro lines this morning. I don't think there was one that any of us really loved, jumped out. Mm-hmm. as a lot of big lines, which you tend to see later on in the year. I'm going to go to the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, it's December 22nd. I believe that's Saturday, but don't quote me on it because I don't know for sure. It is No, it is Saturday. I do know that for sure. 11 a.m. on Saturday, Memphis and Wake Forest. I'm taking the Memphis Tigers at, at laying three points uh, against Wake Forest. Both teams put up a lot of points. Memphis is, I think, a very good football team. Uh, I'm going I'm to take the Memphis Tigers minus three in the Birmingham Bowl at Legion Field in Birmingham, Alabama. No bowl like it, Joe, uh, over Wake Forest. Matt, I'm not kidding. My brain just turned off. Good. I, that's I, that's I what hear. these bowl games do to you, though. Like, you said awesome. Birmingham. Yeah, you said Birmingham Bowl. I, but I you're still going to watch. I don't know who's playing. I'm not watching. Then I am not a sucker for meaningless bowl. I am a bowl. sucker for meaningless bowl. You're a degenerate me, is what you are. You're me, not a sucker. You just game. want action. I wish there was a bowl game on now. I wish the Birmingham Bowl was being played at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. Matt, I rode with the Bears last week. I'm riding with the Bears again this week. They are laying four on the road in Santa Clara. 49ers Bears. It's I, I've seen. I think these are two. These are the two teams. Maybe the Raiders, but the two teams that I've seen the most of this season. I feel like I know what they both are, and the Bears are two touchdowns better than the 49ers. Will they execute on the road? I think so. I don't think that there's any reason not to. There is still that slim chance at, at the first round by if if the sky falls elsewhere, but. I also think they that they're a driven team. They want to go in on a win. This is that late season warm weather game, but it's not super warm, so yeah. I'm not afraid of uh, I'm not afraid of heavy legs. You'll probably get 50 degrees on Sunday. Yeah, I was just in um, San Francisco. I remember the weather. It's it's nice. It's chilly. It's breezy. It's nice. Though. So I'm not worried about that too much. My worry here is San Francisco's doing what they've done for the last two weeks and in spurts throughout the season, and that's playing well above their ceiling. Nick Mullins is securing himself a job as a backup quarterback somewhere across the league with the numbers that he's put up. He's like middle of the road, if Can't not wait. top third of quarterbacks. Since Cannot he's into wait the to see somebody uh, trade a second round pick for Nick Mullins. He has not seen a pass rush. He has not seen, I know that's going to be great. It's going to happen. He's not seen a pass rush, rush the likes of the Bears. But uh, I think if the Bears can get after Nick Mullins, rattle a little bit, there's just such a deficit of talent right now there's young talent there's guys getting reps uh, you can sometimes get a great game out of a, a rookie corner I, I don't know we're just a much better football team than the 49ers um and i play for the bears that's why i say we're yeah, bears minus four bears minus four in san francisco all right i don't i don't hate the pick i don't it does it Man, is a little bro- bit you just Matt, you just broke up there i don't know if that was just on my end but um, either way i said i don't hate the pick I, it is a little bit okay uh, it jumps out to me that it's only four because, you know, a team like the Bears, a team mm-hmm. like the Niners, but that said, it, it is only four, and I think the Bears probably do get that done and cover it. But when there's a chance to go college in, in a meaningless bowl game, you know I got to take it. <laughs> you got to do it, Matt. You got to do it. Matt, let's jump into some buy or sell here. We got some segments, and we do have a mailbag as well. We do. You want to lead it off here? Joe, looks like the Eagles might be falling into a similar pattern as last year. Late Carson Wentz injury, Nick Foles comes in, wins a big game. If Car- if Nick Foles does get this team to the playoffs, I want us buy or sell. Carson Wentz is not in Philadelphia next year. Um, I'm selling it. 
it would have to be through a trade. He's still got a year on that rookie contract. Um, he's due. I'm looking at it right now. Eight point four million. Not a ton for someone to pick up, but you are picking up a ton of liability at this point with two serious injuries in two seasons. Um, I, I just don't think. You know what I think's going to happen? I don't think that there's a route for him to get out and go elsewhere. Oh, I do. I think John Gruden. I think John Gruden swoops in, pays it. Pay, he's got a, a ton of first round picks to go play with. I think yeah. that's where you see him end up next. You know, again, Nick Foles has to, you know, get this team to the playoffs and probably make a run for them to decide on Nick Foles over Carson Wentz. But I think John Gruden swoops in and, and trades for Nick Carson Wentz. And now if you make a trade, I could see drafting someone. You have to draft someone if you're the Oakland Raiders because that immediately puts Derek Carr on notice. But if yeah. you trade for someone, it's over for Derek oh, so, Carr. See, that's what I, I do think it's over for Derek Carr. I think John Gruden's going to move on, uh, move on from Derek Carr in the offseason. Yeah, and as much as we like to think that this slash and burn, um, blow it up approach is John Gruden's doing. Amari Cooper comes out last week and said, Mark Davis is the one who ran him out of town. And Khalil Mack hasn't spoken on it. He likely never will. He's a soft-spoken gentleman and doesn't like getting into those types of things. But I, I don't know how much of this is Chucky's doing anymore. And I wouldn't I don't be know. shocked. I, I think it probably is a little bit. You would know better than I would because you're out there. I, I'm not. Uh, I would think it has to do a little bit of both. It wouldn't shock me, though, if you know Mark Davis was kind of playing the bad guy for John Gruden in that regard so he doesn't yeah. necessarily lose the locker room right away. Um, but, I, I mean, I would guess when it comes to personnel, if you're going to pay John Gruden that much money, you're going to kind of let him do what he wants with the roster because you do And that's him. why, yeah, that's why I also think you're going to see a Belichick situation where Gruden is player yeah. player personnel, general manager, whatever player you want to call He's him. coming back. There's, there's, no, <laughs> there's, no, uh, there's no general manager coming to town, I don't think. I don't think, think so. Uh, but they've, they've began their search, and they're searching diligently for their next yada yada. Mm-hmm. And the next press release will say, we've seen John Gruden and the job he's done with yada yada, and he's yada yada. Yeah. And that's it. There you All go. A lot of yada yadas. Matt, buy or sell. Um, Jim Boylan, the headlock, the infamous headlock a night ago. Uh, Jim Boylan has earned himself some Chicago real estate buy, by throwing, buy, by buy, throwing buy, a buy, opposing buy, player into a headlock. He oh, is, you're such a meathead. I am, I am such a meathead, but this town is, especially with the Bulls, probably more than any other team, it, it's kind of meathead, it's Joe. Oh, and I God. think they're gonna, you got to love that. The, the coach going in there, sticking up for the players, getting people out of there. I love it. I'm going to buy that. Buy it hard. And then he coached the rest of the game without his tie on. He took his tie off after that. I love it's it. Just a, buy it. Just send, send it a message. Good yeah, stuff. we all forgot that the Bulls lost 121-96 last night. We just remember the headlock. Yeah, things are going well. Yeah. It hit me. Uh, buy or sell, Joe. I'm, we're not sure about a Christmas episode yet, when we're going to do it before or after, so I wanted to get some Christmas questions in there. because Of course. Joe, I love hearing you talk about food spreads. They just do. It's weird. Why? You you okay, but you have I mean, a lot of great dinner. It seems like you have a lot of great meals. I'm, 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 I'm a bit I'm I'm a bit epicurious. I'm, 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 a, I'm a, complimenting you. Um, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a culinary guy. So I want to do, do you, I want you to buy one sell one. I want you to okay. buy buy and sell Christmas dinner versus Thanksgiving dinner. Not that Thanksgiving dinner one or the other is bad, but which one are you buying? Which one are you selling? I'm not. Okay, here's important caveat. Yeah, please. Christmas does please Christmas elaborate. does Christmas dinner include Christmas Eve dinner? Sure. Christmas Eve dinner is the big one in the no, Italian you, you, family. That, that, well, that's what, that's for me. Like, that's I'll take Christmas, Christmas Eve dinner day. over anything. We I all, take we all Eve have our Christmas, you know, our, our big meal on Christmas, whether it comes on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. That's for your discretion. But which, which you know, whichever one is the big dinner. I'm, I, I love Thanksgiving, but I'm selling Thanksgiving here. If I have to buy one, sell one, I'm selling Thanksgiving because Christmas Eve dinner is probably my favorite thing in the world. Um, we do lobster diablo. We do all the clams, all the mussels, all the diablo? oysters. Um, di- it's it's diavolo. In oh, Italian. I say diavolo. Devil. Well, you know, we're we're on. You know, we're we're not necessarily sitting right next to each other. It's easier to, it's easier yes. to confuse. Those. But it's a it's a spicy um See, it's a spicy. That was right. Lobster and linguine dish. It's um, you make the lobster and then you finish cooking them in the hot. In it's a, you know, it's a normal um red sauce marinara, but uh, you kick it up with a little red pepper. I got a couple secrets that I throw in mine. Uh, One of these get, days, I got to get uh, invited to a musso dinner. Yeah, man, it's do. good stuff. And that that uh, that baton has been passed to me by my father. It was about three years ago, so I make that dish for the family now. Um, we have probably about 
20, 25 people over that night. And um, I, I try and sneak the heat in there. I try no, and you, you heat, let them let them know. You gotta let I them definitely make that. my recipe. Uh, no, my recipe is dad's recipe, but. I've made my tweaks. Yeah. Uh, we bring yeah, the, we bring the heat a little harder. Yeah, we bring the heat a little. Yeah, we let people know it's there. I yeah. like that. Um, you, got, so, you don't no need to burn anybody, but you got to let them know it's there. Yeah, you got to let them know it's there. That's what the, like the that. dish is called: lobster devil. So okay. um, you're gonna have to you have to bring the heat. Matt, hit me. I just did. All right, I'll hit you, Matt. Buy or sell nunchucks, on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate here, but buy or sell nunchucks. Yeah, elaborate. A, uh, a uh, Federal judge, or excuse me, a district judge in New York just outlawed nunchucks, um, and people are up in arms because they feel it is a, uh, a violation of their Second Amendment rights and their right to bear arms. Nunchucks are recently outlawed in the city, I believe the state of New York. Um, I, so what's your, what's your take on this one, Matt? First off, I would love to see what prompted him to do this. Was like, like, yeah, has there been yeah, a rash like, what, what that, that made nunchuckery? You know, you know what? I need out one nunchucks. That's what I need to do today. That's what yeah. I need to do at work today with all that's going on in New York. This that's, is how we'll solve this it. Is, this is top priority. This, you know, this takes mm-hmm. top priority, getting nunchucks out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. I love nunchucks. I had a you know a pair of like, you know, plastic ones as a kid. I always liked them. I, you, me and my brother swung them at each other. Probably weren't using them, right? But they were fun. I don't see why mm-hmm. you would need to outlaw them in New York City. I don't see how many people are running around with nunchucks. Yeah, I, I really think it's um. It, it seems like an of, overreaction to me. It, it's it's a bit of an overreaction, knowing I nothing that, about the situation. I think that I'd be remiss if I didn't say shout out to Bruce Lee, who popularized the uh, the weapon uh, back in whatever Bruce Lee was alive seventies, eighties, whatever Jackie that was. Jackie Chan continued um, it. Yeah, uh, which leads me to a little bit of a follow up here, Matt. Now, sure. let's say we're planting you in the karate, the quintessential karate movie. Okay. Um, there's a table of weapons, no guns. You're going up against Bruce Lee. He's got nunchucks. What do you select? I think I'm taking a bat. A bat? Because, hear me out here. I, if I want to take a weapon, I, I want something I'm familiar with. Okay. And a lot of those karate weapons, I, I haven't, I, I'm not taking nunchucks because while I used to like swing them at, at people, I didn't. Yeah, you don't want to go nunchuck on nunchuck. Yeah, I'm not going nunchuck yeah. on nunchuck. I will lose that battle 10 times out of 10 to Bruce Lee. But if you give me a bat, I feel like, A, I might be able to kind of block the nunchucks with the chain, get them wrapped around there, and then take a nice swing at them. I don't know. I know how to, I know how to swing a baseball bat. I think that's, I think that's my I think, best option. Maybe is a samurai sword, Cal? I don't have one. Yes, I think you're selling yourself short if you don't go k- like with the katana, like okay. a nice long you samurai sword. You can do that. Sword. I can see that. Really keep him at a distance. Keep yeah. Bruce at a distance. You, know, you got to get tight. You got to get like tight a, to be effective at the nunchuck. That's like a sharp bat, basically. Yeah. yeah sure. So you're going bat or sharp bat is your yeah. answer. Yes. Okay. Which is Perfect. a sword. Which is a sword. I think yeah. that's what people call it. Okay. I think we're on the same right. page here. We're both pretty so much on cl- the same thing. So we've cleared that up. Perfect. Yeah. I know a lot of people were asking about what, what weapon I would use to fight Bruce Lee. Matt, are we out of by ourselves? Uh, we are. We just have the mailbag, and I think that's it. All right, let's hit some mailbag. Joe, it's, it's Christmas season, right? Okay. Fact. And Santa's coming in, uh, what, about a week now? Santa will be here? Yeah. Just about a week? Yeah, ain't never lie. You, you, gotta, you got one gift from Santa that you can have you know, brought down the chimney and given to one of your sports teams. And I'm not saying, like, I want the Bulls Ooh. to win an NBA championship. No. This is this is from our, our dear friend Parker Carroll, by the way, who called you out. On, who you called out on podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, Thank he, you, Parker, for, us very nice for heating my ask. There, there you guys. go. That sounded like you said heating your ass, but okay. Um, my ask. Yeah, yeah. Ask. You got to heating my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, thanks, you, Parker, for for phoning in. Bring bring something to your team. You know what? What gift do you want magically given to your team? No, I'm just saying like, you know, the, the Bulls need, you know, so, so a certain player, the Bears could use this in their lineup. The Blackhawks can use whatever to their team. I'm not saying like, I want the Bears to win a Super Bowl. What do you want given to the Bears roster or team to help? You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think I understand the question. Um, this is a lot to think about. Do you have something on your, on your mind that you'd like to put forth? Cause I got to give this a stack. I do. Uh, I, I'm going back to it. I debated whether I should go with, you know, Manny Machado to the White Sox, which sure, you know, some help for the Bears. But I, I, I think the Bears have been around for a while. It's not every day I see Notre Dame in college football playoff. But what I'm going to ask for is, is for Notre Dame to get completely rested and healthy because I think when that team was fully rested and fully healthy, I think you saw it against Michigan. They were dominant. I think they got tired down the stretch. 
And that's where you kind of saw them not fall because they didn't lose, but you lose a step. And I think that team can get rested and healthy. I'm not saying they should be favorites against Clemson, but I think they'll have a real good shot. Yes, I think that, um, you know, coming into that game healthy is huge. And uh, I think that's a, a nice ask from Santa Claus. Uh, first of all, we apologize if we are getting any sort of reverb or feedback or crackling here on the audio. You know, we're a, we're second rate. We're second rate production here, but but we're but we're here doing it for you. So through. we're almost done here. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Send us money. You have our Venmos. Send us money. I feel like Matt's trying to say something right now, but no, his I'm mic's not. cutting out. I'm so no. I'm going to say what... Uh, oh, you're just letting it breathe there? All right. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to uh, put my Santa ask in. I'm going to put my wish list in. And uh, I'm going to say I would like for Mitch Trubisky to be granted the confidence to lead the Bears to a Super Bowl. Not to say that Mitch is incompetent in his talent, but if I can't directly ask for Mitch Trubisky to throw zero interceptions for the rest of the season, or if I can't ask for Mitch Trubisky to bring me a Super Bowl, I will go about it in a roundabout way and ask for confidence for Mitch Trubisky and ball, if that's also uh, on, on the ask list. Hey, that works for me. Um, I believe we're... I believe we're a Mitch Trubisky. Uh, we're we're a we're a quarterback play shy of a Super Bowl this year, and I, I hope that that's not the case. I am totally with you, Joe. I can hear some audio that we're up. I think at both of our ends, so I think this is where we should uh, we should call it a podcast. This yeah. is episode eighty-five. Yeah, we're, we're breaking our way. We're breaking up way. here. We're bra- yeah, we're breaking up here. Uh, so hopefully uh, you guys got that all. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. That's going to do it for episode 85. We will get these things cleaned up for 86 because we got picks to make. It is bowl season. That means the betting season. That means you fade the loose and runs podcast, especially Matt. We will talk to you soon. We will see you for episode 86. Thank you as always. Like, share, post, subscribe, all of it. Be good, Moose and Moose listeners. We'll talk to you next week. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. <laughs> Chicken on the steak was phenomenal.